Philadelphia Eagles. WENJ, WENJ HD Millville, Atlantic City, 97.3 ESPN. This is the Sports Bash with Mike Gill on 97.3 ESPN. Now, live inside the Matt Black Kia Studios, here's Mike Gill. Second hour of the show, it's brought to you by Matt Black Kia. They want to get you approved today. 6211 Black Horse by Gag Harbor Township. Jeff Pasquino from the footballguys.com going to answer your fantasy football week five questions. They start tonight. Send us a text with your fantasy football questions. 609-403-0973. 609-403-0973 on the playsugarhouse.com text board. Send in your questions. We'll ask Jeff. We got... Uh, Pats and Bengals, uh, Bears tonight, excuse me, on 97.3 ESPN. Pa- uh, not Patriots, Buccaneers. Figured Brady Foles. It's Buccaneers and Bears tonight. That's right better than uh, better than Jets, Bengals. Or what was it? Was it Jets, Bengals the other week? Uh, no, Jets, no, it was Broncos. Jets, Broncos. Yeah, geez, we're all, all over the place here with the teams. Yeah. yeah, this one, at least on paper, seems to be better. If Nick Foles stinks it up, it yeah. could be a snooze. Yeah, the Bears are... What three and one? Yep. And so are uh, the Bucks. I, I don't know what to think about the Bucks yet. I haven't really got a chance to like sit and like you know. I saw them the first week; they didn't look that good. Then I haven't really got a chance to like watch them in their last couple of games, like all the way through. So I'm interested in getting a chance to just sit down and watch. I don't think their defense is great. I think their defense can you know. But I thought Foles was terrible last week. He was horrible last week. I don't know if Mike Evans is going to be playing either. I think he's questionable at the moment. That changes a lot with that offense. Uh, for Tampa, no doubt, and Godwin's already been out. So, and they lost OJ Howard already, already for the season. He he ruptured his Achilles, so he's done for the year. So, you know, but Brady was unbelievable last week. I mean, can you believe that this guy comes out and chucks for five touchdowns, almost four hundred yards? I love it. See, as much as I'm a LeBron's man, I'm a Brady's man. I'm the greatest. The a greatest man, if you will. If you're the best and you're the top of the top in that specific league, I'm all for it. I want to see dominance. Yeah, I like Brady. I'm a Brady guy. Yeah, me too. I mean, too. it's not like I have a hat with Brady's face on no, it. No, I would never do that. That's <laughs> but, uh, just ridiculous. <laughs> but I, I do like Brady. Um, I mean, LeBron, I'm indifferent about. I don't. There was a time where I was very tough on LeBron, but I felt with good reason. And then I kind of, uh, once he proved me to be, he proved that I was, right about him until he did what I had asked for him to do. Once he did that, I kind of backed off of him a little bit. But I was very hard on LeBron early in his career, especially those Miami days. The Miami days, I was really hard on him because you should never have lost with that team. Never. Yeah, that was the worst loss of his career by far. The Mavericks lost lost. horrendous. Yep, it was garbage. And he deserved all the criticism that he got for losing that. Definitely. The years with Cleveland, okay, he got them there. I get it. Tough to win with that bunch of guys. But the Miami teams, they should have never lost any of those finals. Well, they lost twice with those teams, right? No, they lost the one to the Dallas Mavericks. That was the one where he lost in the finals. Then they won. Right, but weren't they there out of the four years? Weren't they there all four years and they went two and two? They lost Who to the they? Spurs oh, Spur- the one year. Yeah, the Spurs, they did lose and to. And they lost to the Mavericks. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. They did lose to. And two. he shouldn't have lost to the Spurs either. But that one's not as nearly, nearly no. as bad no, as No, but they were the favorite, happened. and they were better than the Spurs. There's sure. No question. That, that yeah, was a but you got Hall of loss. Yeah, disappointing, but you know, you have a bunch of Hall of Famers on the other side. It's like, I got to credit them, too, for what they did. 
You know what I mean? Like, I thought that was just a good NBA final series where both teams It was, and then they played the next year, and they, and they beat them. Yes. But, I mean, realistically, they were the better team. Sure, younger, times. definitely have a little bit more younger, explosiveness yes. in them. No question, sure. yeah. Um, what do you think about this whole Titans thing? I think it's ridiculous. What are, and the, what are the options here? Like, See, if, you were the, if you were the commissioner right yeah. now, what are we laying out here? Well, the problem is, I think that this should have been, there should have been a blueprint. If this happens, this is what we needed to do. This seems kind of baseballish with the Marlins and the St. Louis Cardinals. Oh, no, what's happening? Let's try and figure out a way to handle this. This should have been planned out. Okay, if a team breaks out like this, we have some options to kind of expand and move forward. I know? agree to some extent, but what, what can your options be short of Pushing the the league back, like in baseball, they went by win percentage. Right, they decided that like on the fly. Right. Yep. Does football want to do win percentage? No, no. no. But what they could have done was, and look, they, they had the time to sit there, expand this conversation. This is us just kind of spitballing off the top of our head. Well, the one difference is baseball. You're playing every single day. It's right. hard to make the games up when you got to play games every single day. Football. I get it. You can't play multiple games within like a certain time frame, but I guess they figure, hey, if something happens early enough in the week, we can like they did. The problem is they did all this when the buys weren't happening, so they were able to change. Now that the buys are coming into play, they got to be like this. Page, uh, Titans thing is a mess. They had two more people. They got like thirty, got twenty five guys test positive. I think what you needed to do was you needed to build the schedule to be bigger and maybe have each teams have two bye weeks. So then there's more flexibility involved in case of a scenario where Too there late wasn't. Now. I know, and that's why I'm upset with the blueprint of it. It seemed like they didn't really plan properly if something was to happen. They, I guess they just assumed that it wouldn't based off of their protocols that something like this would never happen. I guess, but I mean, at this point now, it's one team. Like, I've heard a lot of different things. Okay, do you just make them forfeit? Yeah, I would think you – because here's to why I actually support that. schedule, you just say you forfeit. Well, the reason why I support that is if they try and make other teams play the Titans later in the season, move short weeks to play other squads, now you're putting other teams in horrendous positions because the Tennessee Titans didn't follow their protocol. I'm not going to hurt other teams for what the Titans did. You're hearing this story about how they were doing things outside of the actual facility, and that's why it's snowballing into what it is. So shame on you. You guys did not follow protocol. You get the loss. I'm not putting other teams in harm's way because of what you so did. So from this point forward, do you just say, if you can't field a team because of COVID, you forfeit? It depends on the situation. See, if it just if it happens because it's natural, then I think you need to reassess the situation. But if there's reports out there that they're working out, getting together in bunches and spreading Well, they said this they thing, didn't know. Of they course said they, they didn't know they weren't supposed to be working out together. Well, that's nonsense, right? I guess. I you're mean, not how am I in, supposed to know? Well, here's the thing, Gil. You're not in the facility for a reason. Because you know your team is having an outbreak. Yet you think it's all smooth and clean to go hang out together? If you're not allowed to go to work, why would you think you're allowed to go outside together and be all together you're not allowed in your facility for a reason right oh i guess but i guess the thought is oh one guy had it or two guys had it and or whatever let's get this group of guys who weren't but i mean that's just being ignorant to the whole situation that's just blatantly saying having this thought process of i'm not gonna get it right it's all just beat up 
Right, yeah, it's exactly what it is. And I wonder, though, you know, you got to look at this from all sides. Was there a coach? No, I don't know. I'm just asking the question. It's more of like a hypothetical. Let's say Mike Vrabel was like, hey, guys, make sure you get together and work out. You know what I mean? Like, is there a way that there's people inside the Titans organization that go, hey, I know we can't come into the facility today, but I want you guys making sure you're working on this. And then that opens up the door for more conversations. Right. Now, I don't know if that happened, but I'm just throwing it out there. Um, Tom Pellicero for the NFL Network. So the NFL and the NFLPA are now looking into multiple unauthorized workouts involving Titans players since the facility closed amidst COVID-19 outbreak and not just workouts involving skill position players per sources. Two more players today were confirmed positive. I heard um, our old buddy um, um, Teron Davenport was on with Greeny today. Teron used to cover the Eagles. He's now covering the uh, the Titans. And he said they can't even get into the building if everything is perfect and nobody gets another test, which I don't I think has now already not happened. But let's say everybody tests negative today, the rest of the day. They need to have two more days in a row of that. They wouldn't even be allowed to get back in the building to do anything until, best case scenario, Saturday. And the game is supposed to be Sunday. I don't think that, like, if I think about this, right, how are you supposed to go winning percentage? If the Titans miss two or three games, how can you justify them making the postseason over another team by playing less games? It's I don't different know how than you do baseball. It. I know the win percentage thing was a load of crap in baseball, but. I can at least support it for this scenario. With football, though, I can't support it even close to the way that I did in baseball. No, I mean, if they're like, um, I don't know, what, let's say they go 10-4. and four. You know, they play 14 games. They go 10-4. and four. What are you supposed to do with them? Yeah, that could be the difference in, say, winning the division or being a wild card team. Absolutely. And you and you play two less games. I think you got to give them losses for that. You do. Sadly, you do. But imagine being in the Titans locker room and you're like, you're kidding me? Now we're, th- what are they, 3-0 and right now? Now all they of a are. sudden they're 3-2? and Oof. Without playing a game. Right. Man, this is sticky. But, you know, we can sit here and go back and forth on what the NFL should do or shouldn't do. They had a ton of time, a ton of time to be prepared for a situation like this. So COVID cases this week, Taiwan 9, New Zealand 25, Vietnam 5, Titans 21. Not good. Not good. Not good. Not good. Um, I think the NFL is going to have to give the Steelers a win, get the Bills a win, and if they have to forfeit again, they got to forfeit. It's unfortunate the Eagles don't play the Titans the next uh, right. four, 13 games, That'll 12 games. <laughs> All right, get your fantasy questions in now. I see a, b- a bunch of them coming in on the text board, 609-403-0973. If you have a fantasy football question for Week 5, 609-403-0973. Our fantasy expert, Jeff Pasquino from thefootballguys.com. He will answer your questions next. Get them in. 609-403-0973. Later on, Adam Kaplan, NFL Insider, with the latest on Deshaun Jackson, Alshon Jeffrey, and the Eagles. We never stop talking Eagles and NFL. It's football at 4, every day at 4 p.m. on the Sports Bash with Mike Gill on 97.3 ESPN and the 6, South Jersey's number one sports talk radio show on 97.3 ESPN-FM. All right, Sports Bash Live, 97.3 ESPN. It is a... uh, 
Thursday edition, which means it's time for the Fantasy Fix with Jeff Pasquino, brought to you by the Piccalilli Inn, Route 206 in Shemong, home of South Jersey's best wings. All right, let's uh, get a little week five in the fantasy world as the uh, Bears and Bucks play tonight. It's a little Foles and Brady. Let's get Jeff Pasquino's thoughts on the matchup tonight. Jeff, how you doing, man? Pretty good. How are we in week five already? I don't know. How are we in week five already? But uh, here we are. we got a good one tonight. It's uh, the Bears and the Bucks, two, three, and ones. Um, all right. Uh, let's see who should be active in the lineups on a Thursday night game here. Well, I think we've got a couple buys this week. So we've got Green Bay and Detroit out. So you got to get some action in here if you can. Tom Brady's probably the only quarterback to consider. Um, we've got some concerns at wide receiver, though, for Tampa Bay with Goodwin being out. Evans is going to probably go. He's going to test his ankle before a game. Um, but Scotty Miller is definitely an option as a wide receiver three. So is Allen Robinson as a wide receiver one. Um, Gronkowski is a kind of iffy to be a tight end. He's definitely a go if, if Evans is out. Jimmy Graham is also in play at tight end. Running back, that's usually the key spot everybody focuses on. Ronald Jones is the guy at running back one for, uh, with Fournette out. Um, and David Montgomery is a running back two this week for the Bears. All right, there you go. Thursday night, make sure you get your guys in the lineup that you want to get for your Thursday night football game. And don't forget, as uh, Jeff mentioned, there are buys as well. If you have a question for Jeff Pasquino, text it in now, 609-403-0973. We're answering your fantasy football questions. Let's get a couple quarterbacks thrown your way. Justin Herbert at the Saints. This guy's been lighting them up. Yeah, we like him this week. It's, he's more of a quarterback, too, though. And that game is a little iffy as well. We get some schedule issues. That game could be moved to Indianapolis if there's bad weather because of Hurricane Delta, and we still don't know what's going on with the Buffalo-Tennessee game. But Herbert is more of a quarterback, too, this week. Joe Burrow has been pretty good, but he's got uh, at the ro- on the road at Baltimore. Yeah, Bengals are going to have to throw the ball, and that's really been how they've been moving that most of the time. The borderline quarterback won this week, even against the Ravens. All right, uh, what about Jared Goff against Washington? Uh, Goff's been pretty good. Washington, not so good. Yeah, and they just made a quarterback change in Washington. But Goff, is it's a pass-first offense. They are getting um, some running back help back. But I think that Goff is a, he's, he's doing the ball and throwing the ball around enough to be warrant uh, a quarterback one the rest of the way. All right, uh, last week, uh, 49 points from the Cleveland offense. Baker Mayfield, is he ready to go back in your fantasy lineup? No, because the, the Cleveland is a, is a run-first offense. We're going to talk about the running back situation there in a minute, but I think that we're, you really want to favor the running game for the Browns. All right, uh, we'll look at another quarterback or so here. How about Teddy Bridgewater against that awful Atlanta defense? Yeah, Bridgewater is one of my sleepers for this year, and he's really panning out. I think him and uh, Robbie Anderson are, are teaming up nicely. It's a good passing offense. Bridge, uh, Bridgewater's proving he's, a, he's a definitely a, a solid star in this league. Against Atlanta, it's a great matchup. He's a quarterback one this week. All right, let's get some uh, running back takes from Jeff Pasquino. Don't forget, get your questions in. Hunter is compiling your questions from the text board, 609-403-0973. Let's look at some running backs here. And uh, what about Mike Davis? Again, going against that Atlanta uh, defense means uh, you probably want to get someone like that in. Yeah, he's a feature back. We see him as getting at least 20 touches this week against Atlanta, probably upwards of 80 to 90 yards and probably find the end zone. He's a top three running back consideration this week. Wow. All right. Uh, what you think about, I know uh, their uh, defense isn't very good, but Todd Gurley had a little uh, boost late in that game uh, the other day. 
Yeah, he, we have him as a running back, too. Atlanta, one of the teams I wanted to talk about. I think that Brian Hill and Ito Smith are both eating into carries. Uh, I think Hill is the guy that you want to get off on the waiver wire. If in a very deep league, consider Ito Smith. Because Kurt Gurley was benched for a little while with knee problems, and they're starting to resurface again. You mentioned the Cleveland running back situation. you got a lot of injuries there. So uh, what are you doing with your Cleveland backs? Well, Kareem Hunt's your running back lead now. So he's a running back, too, even against the Colts, who are very, very, very strong defense, a sleeper defense this year. Um, but you also want to add the Ernest Johnson, if he's available. He's more of a running back four slash flex. It's a bad matchup against the Colts this week. But Cleveland likes to run the ball, and they like to use two running backs. Johnson is the number two in that, in that depth chart now. Good game by Antonio Gibson last week. Are you trusting him two weeks in a row? It's a bad matchup. Um, you've got a lot of teams that are favored by a touchdown or more this week that usually favors the favor teams, and the running game um, for the other side does not do as well. Gibson is facing off uh, uh, against some really tough front four for the Rams. I think he's more of a running back two flex this week. All right. Uh, I know the Giants' offense is horrible, but they're facing maybe the worst defense the NFL has ever seen so far in Dallas. So, do I play Devonta Freeman? Well, I'll tell you that I am this week. I think that he's a solid flex option. This is going to be one of the best uh, options for him to run against, as we saw what Cleveland did with 300-plus yards in the ground. I think Freeman's going to get 20 touches. He'll probably get 80 to 100 yards this week and might even find the end zone. But the Giants have only scored 47 points all year. That's the concern. Unbelievable. All right, last one, Miles Sanders. Not sure. Philly doesn't seem to trust him late in the game, playing against a tough Pittsburgh team. A lot of people drafted him high, but do you play him? I think you have to. I think he's a solid running back, too. Again, a couple guys are resting this week. Uh, he's a starter. He's going to get 20 touches. It's a question of if he finds the end zone, but I think he's going to get enough touches to warrant consideration both as a rusher and a receiver. All right, Jeff Pasquino from thefootballguys.com, fantasy expert, answering your fantasy football questions. Keep them coming in, 609-403-0973, and we will answer, uh, ask your listener questions here. Uh, let's look at some wide receivers now. And uh, all right, I got to start here with Julio Jones. He's been having a tough year. He used to be one of the elite guys. What do I do with him? Well, he's banged up, and it's it's really the Calvin Ridley show now. He's the number one guy. Um, you've got a couple other guys that are filling in, like Gage. Uh, until Julio Jones is a breakout game, he's more of a wide receiver three. This could be the optional against Carolina, but consider him as a wide receiver three flex guy until he gets that end zone. All right, we dropped Odell Beckham uh, earlier in the year. We kind of kind of said he's not a number one guy anymore, but last week he looked like one. Now what? Well, he's a he's definitely a cowboy killer. Now it's a tough matchup against the Colts. I think he's a wide receiver, too. It's a tougher passing matchup, but I think Beckham is going to see enough targets to warrant uh, a fancy start this week. All right. Uh, what about Juju Smith-Schuster? He seems to be the guy that everybody knows in Pittsburgh, but is he the best Pittsburgh option against Philly? He is, and I think that he's going to get enough uh, targets and, and volume to warrant a wide receiver three consideration touchdown upside to push him even higher. Uh, the Pittsburgh game, they're going to run the ball more. Uh, Deontay Johnson's a great pickup as a wide receiver three, but Juju is definitely a wide receiver two with some upside. All right, uh, last one before we get your listener question, 609-403-0973. Uh, new quarterback in Washington, so what's that mean for Terry McLaurin? I uh, still see a lot of volume, and I think he's going to see plenty of catches, plenty of yards. Uh, wide receiver two. It's a tough matchup with against the Rams. They have some a great secondary and a good pass rush. 
but they're going to you can see at least eight targets so that's going to volume to get to be wide receiver too all right uh, we got a bunch of listener questions today we'll try to get in as many as we can keep them coming 609-403-0973 hunter what do we got all right, with Cam Newton out, Foles or Bridgewater? Bridgewater. James Robinson or Miles Sanders? Uh, both are solid options, but James Robinson looks good against Texans. McLaurin, T. Higgins, or Ayuk? Need one of them. McLaurin, but I like Higgins in long term. Jimmy Graham or Dalton Schultz? Jimmy Graham, he probably has a better chance for end zone score. Minshew or Jared Goff? Um, both of them are followed. They're right next to each other in our rankings, but I like golf against Washington. Okay, this guy needs one. This is Joey D. Needs one for his flex. Mark Ingram, Daryl Henderson, or Hunter Renfro? Uh, Ingram shares the ball enough. I think, uh, I think Renfro and PPR, but uh, if you're looking for touchdowns, I'd go with Ingram. Ronald Jones, Gaskin, or Crowder? Uh, I would go with Ronald Jones because he's going to see at least 20 touches tonight. All right, uh, we will uh, make sure you set your lineups, everybody. Get your bye week guys out. And by the way, Cam Newton is out. You got to get him out of your lineup. Get the COVID guys out of your lineup. Get uh, probably your Titans look likely out of your lineup. Probably your Bills out of your lineup. So that hurts a, a lot of people there. Uh, make sure you keep your eye on that. Before we let you go, Jeff, a couple guys that you like this week, sleepers, waiver wires, players that you're playing in your lineups. Yeah, I think we one thing we didn't touch on was the Chargers. Uh, we have some injuries there at tailback. Joshua Kelly's going to be your lead back. Justin Jackson can see touches. Both guys are worth a pickup. Uh, also, Damian Harris is worth a pickup for the Patriots. He's probably going to be a lead back and do well against the uh, Denver this week. Wide receiver, um, T. Higgins is probably in my number one wide receiver pickup this week. Zach Pascal, Tim Patrick, Greg Ward, Hunter Renfro, and Deshaun Jackson are all wide receiver threes with touchdown upside. And tight end, we mentioned uh, Jimmy Graham. He's a solid pickup. But Gronkowski, if everybody's out, if Evans is out this week, do not be surprised. They've got they've they've got OJ Don OJ Howard out as well. Gronkowski could find the end zone and could be a tight end savior this week. All right, there you go. Week five fantasy football. Get your guys in there, and of course, as always, Jeff Fusquino from the FootballGuys.com helping us out with the fantasy football fix here on the Sports Bass. Jeff, thank you, sir. Good luck. Good luck, everybody, and enjoy the games. All right, he like all guests appear via the Boardwalk Hot in the Hotline, and our fantasy football fix with Jeff Pasquino is brought to you by the Piccadilly Inn. Be sure to call the Pick for all your game day favorites, like their award-winning wings, ears, and tails. Check them out at thepickalilly.com. I saw that guy text in. He said Cam Newton's out. His options are uh, Minshew or Goff. I got no Cam Newton either. Man, COVID killing me. What are you thinking? What do you think you're going to do? I don't know. I had to use Foles last week, and he sucked. Thanks, Foles. Well, you know what's going to happen. If you keep him in, he's going to be bad. Yeah, if you, Foles versus Brady. Yeah, and if you let him go, then in, what's going to happen? He's going to have a big. He's going to have a big game. Yeah, I'm in the same boat as that guy. I had Newton. He asked, "What was the question?" Foles in uh, Bridgewater. Yeah, he I'm went. I have to check to see if Bridgewater is available. I yeah. like Bridgewater. Yeah. I texted Colin Thompson today. Oh yeah, I did. What did you say? I said, uh, "Big game for Bridgewater this week." <laughs> <laughs> Did he say, yeah, it might catch two, inter- you know what I mean, two, uh, two touchdown yeah, that's passes? Fun- yeah, that's funny, though. This guy texted him, Minshew or Goff, he said Cam Newton's out. Everybody's losing Cam Newton. Oh, Josh Allen, if he goes out, it's wrecking the fantasy season. This guy's got to wear a mask. I want to look up Colin Thompson's stats over the first couple of weeks. couple blocks. Yeah. I don't I, think he's got a, no. uh, does he have a target? I don't know. I'll have to look it up. That's so awesome, though. I'm so happy for him. 
It's funny. I woke up the other day. And he texted me. Oh yeah. Yeah. I was like, this is nice. Got an NFL player sending me a text. Seven thirty in the morning. That was a little early for me, but I guess he's up and at him. He's probably getting after it. <laughs> a little OJ, maybe. A couple of Joseph <laughs> reading the playbook. Oh man, that's funny. It's funny. Like uh, we were doing the same thing about a year ago, and his live is taking a little different turn than ours. So you know what that means? We have a chance. <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance? Sports Bash. On 97.3 ESPN. Coming up, our headlines. Adam Kaplan, football at four. Looking forward to what Adam has to say about Alshon Jeffrey because Adam was, you know, talking about him being close to play back in September. That was the original, like, hope was that they can get him back. If they didn't put him on the injured list, we're going into week five now. All right? Mm, Got to see what the chances are he's out there. Uh, NFL schedule, first look tonight. 5 o'clock. We'll do that with all the odds and spreads. Tomorrow to Sal Pal Friday and former Eagle and Steeler linebacker LeVon Kirkland joins the show. You never know who you're going to hear from on the Sports Bash. Stick around. For Truck Month, all right. Now, back to the Sports Bash on 97.3 ESPN. All right, 3.35 on your Thursday. It's uh, time for the headlines today, and it is brought to you by AutoZone. AutoZone has more choices when it comes to getting what you need, whether it's a free same-day pickup in-store or curbside the next-day delivery. They're always ready to help get in the Zone Auto Zone. Mike Gill, at Mike Gill Show. Give me a follow on Twitter. Hunter Brody, at Broads81. Follow him on Twitter. Little headlines for you. By the way, so I ordered this package. Still hasn't come. I'm getting an alert that says I got it, though. Fanatics? No. Mercari. I don't know what that is. It's like a, you know... I don't know, whatever. Okay, doesn't matter. So did you reach out to them? I, I sent a message to the girl and said, hey, it's saying that your package got here, but I don't got it. So did you get it shipped to your house or to here at the at the studio? Here. Okay. Do you think maybe someone snagged and put it I've somewhere? I've been walking around. I've been asking people. Usually they put them back in my office. I've right. got nothing back there. I haven't seen anything. I mean. Yeah, you're right, because if, if it says your name on it, for the most time, when I come in here, for the most part, they drop it off in the studio or they'll put it somewhere for you. Yeah, normally it's back in my office on my chair. Huh. Now, so if, now everybody keeps asking me, get your package yet? I'm like, no, because my phone, there's an alert that says I got it like three or four days ago. Is it something that maybe Josh would like? Because we know Josh as the thief around here when it comes to food. Now, maybe he stole the box. West Virginia. It's like a West Virginia, kind of like what I'm wearing right now. Is it black? Because if it's black, that's Josh. No, it's navy blue. Black? West Virginia, I said. It, it could be black, though. No, I mean, there's no black it's hard attire. to find a... Uh, I can't find a lot of uh, alternate colored West Virginia gear. It's right here. I'll show you what it looks like. A lot of it's blue and yellow, I assume? Mostly. Yeah. Yeah, you get that blue and gold. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. Ten bucks. I think I saw Josh wear that uh, two days ago. <laughs> right? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, man. It's like, uh, where is it at? I can't find it. Nowhere to be found. Huh. Well, we're going to have to find a way to figure this thing out. Yep. And it says, reminder... You received your WVU fleece quarter button-up jacket. Rate the seller so they can get paid. Don't you're, got it. Yeah, you're not rating that guy. It's a girl. You're not going to rate that woman. Well, I mean, she sent it. It said that it was sent, but it's also saying that it got here. USPS? Yep. I don't know. A little disappointed. I was really looking forward to that new West Virginia gear. Does look good. Yeah. So does that Philly's pullover you got right now. This one's nice. It's a nice one. 
Yeah. That is a nice one. Old school fat pig. How about Kim yeah. Batiste died? You don't know who Kim Batiste well, is. Well, I mean, I wasn't born then. I know. But, I mean, like, he's just, I mean, he's on the 93 Phillies. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. Played for the surf for a little while. That's where I should have known him from. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, Kim Batiste, the most famous Kim Batiste moment is he made the error in the ninth inning in 93, game one against the Braves, and then he had the game-winning hit in the 10th. Got carried off the field. Mixed emotions there, huh? Yeah. I'm sure this fan base was feeling some type of way but at that point of the error. 52 years old. That's a yeah. eye-opener. Now, was there... I didn't dive into the story, but... You know what? I have not seen if he was, like, sick before. It just randomly, I saw something that said, you know, former 19... Everybody on that 93 team is former 1993 Phillies member. Like, they didn't even win the World Series, but everybody on that team, 93 Phillies member, Kim Batiste, has passed away. And I'm like, huh. And I'm thinking to myself, 93, I mean, it's a while ago now. Mm-hmm. thinking, how old is Kim Batiste? Like... It's 52. It's not that old. No, it's not. That's very sad. Very sad news in the Phillies world. It really was. I, I saw that, and I was like, man, Kim Batiste died. Like, when guys from that team now, I mean, Darren Dalton, he passed away. So, I guess uh, I'm trying to think. Anybody else on that team? Crook's still going. I mean, Still going. Crook, Morandini, Kevin Stocker. Morandini, Stocker, and Crook are all part of the organization in some capacity. Morandini, I think, is a coach. Stocker does the radio. Kruk does the TV. Dave Hollins. Do you like Kruk on the call? Mm. He has his moments. There's was, sometimes I like him, he, and then there's sometimes I'm like, he does not feel like being there. Yeah. It's like a mixed of bad. Because yeah, sometimes I, feel like, I do like him, though. Like, he went off. When he goes off and he gives you that Ricky Bowe-type mentality, he's frustrated with the team. It's like, all right, here we go, baby. I love it. Milt Thompson. Now, I've hung out with Milt a bunch of times. Oh, yeah? In Clearwater. I know Milt's cousins, buddies with his cousin. His cousin's name is Gil. No way. Yep. How about that? Gil Thompson. <laughs> oh, really? Yep. A good little combination of the brothers. It's, it's funny you say that. There, I guess there was a guy in the NHL draft, and his name was, it was spelled the way Jacob Voracek spells his name, and the last name was Konechny. So the name was Jacob Konechny. How about and that? it was spelled the same way as Voracek, and they said, ah, the Flyers missed a good opportunity here. Lobe. Yeah, how about that? It's kind yeah. of funny. Who else? Petey and Cavillia? Dykstra. I mean, God almighty, he's yeah. a train wreck. Yeah. And then uh, West Chamberlain and Jim Eisenreich. And right. There you go. That's your team. You missed that team? I remember I was in high school. Better than this team? Yeah. <laughs> I was in high school, so I'm not old enough to drink or anything yet, but I remember walking around Come on. the streets of Atlantic City, and you would be poking your head in the bars because the bars were packed during the World Series. When they're playing Toronto. I wish baseball was like that here again. It was that cool. You were like walking in the doorways of bars and like the places where like people were overflowing out of them watching those. We're games. excited for Yankees Rays games. Going home to watch that. Well, you know? I'm a Raisman. Well, yeah, that is true. You are a Rays. I'm a big Rays a, fan. You get a pullover. You know, I've never been to inside that ballpark. I've driven by it a bunch of times, but I've never been there. People said it's a nightmare to get in and out of there, though. Not that there's many people there, so I guess it's, yeah. you know, but. Apparently, the way well, it's the bridge is there or something. The bridge is right there. And where they used to play their spring training games was around the corner. So to get to the spring training facility, you would have to pass the trap. Right. But just this mausoleum of concrete with this slanted roof. Terrible ballpark. But I was never, I never went to a, I've been to a lightning game. How was that experience? Very cool. Was it a Saturday afternoon? Like you went to the Flyers one? Nah, 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 nah. 
probably a midweek, like a Wednesday night. Was it when they were like this good, or were they? No, like, okay, no, this so is years ago. So they stunk. Yeah, and across the street they had a bar. It was uh, Dave Anderchuk. How was Remember that? Him? How was that? It was like Anderchuk's, I think it was called. Was it good? Yeah, it was just a place to go watch the game. Okay. But uh, it's different going to a hockey game in Tampa. You're wearing shorts, right? Palm trees. Well, it's funny because, you know, growing up in the area, like my parents and all that, when we would go to like my games when I was younger, they come in with like the blanket over top and they wear a hoodie because it's freezing in these local rinks. So then when you go to these Flyers games when you're younger, they're like, oh, that's what you're wearing? Yeah, this is a professional stadium. I don't need to sit there with a blanket on and like a ski mask because it's so damn cold. You walk into the professional stadium. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, come on. Yeah. But in, in, in um, Florida, it's probably... A lot weirder going in flip-flops and sandals. They got the band. It's like when you go to a Flyers playoff game when they have the uh, block party. Yeah. That's what it's like all the time. They have, like, the bands outside, people in shorts. Well, now they have a Stanley Cup. Man. So cool. All right, you want to get into some headlines? I do. Because there's a lot going on. I'm interested. Did you did you see what Xavier Woods said? This is a hot topic here with the Dallas Cowboys falling apart. Our effort's been good. Am I supposed to know who Xavier Woods is? He's on the Cowboys. That that explains it. I don't know who he is. He plays for the Cowboys defense. Nobody knows who any yes. of those guys are. I <laughs> see what you did there. By the way, do you want this coffee? You don't like it at all. I just don't want to drink it. Carbs? Too many. Too many? I've you know I have not had like a carb since uh June twenty second. And you're gonna ask me who I've recently told you. But you're you. a coffeesman. I am a coffeesman, but I'm cutting out carbs. Thanks, so the only coffee in the building is this caramel mochiato stuff. Which you is have to weird. put the powder in there. It comes together with the powder in the K-cup. So you empty the powder into the cup. And then I was like, let me see what I'm actually... And then it said 16 carbs. I said, my body would go into ultra shock. I haven't had a carb since June. So you're just going to waste it. I offered it to you. Josh, you want it? He's dialed in over there. I've never seen such a dialed in look in my life. <laughs> By the way, I got to tell you a story. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Now that speaking of it. So yesterday, Josh comes walking in. Mask on, as we're required to do in the building. Smart man. He's got the uh, regular blue generic mask. Yeah, as do I. Except for he walks in, and the mask is on the white side. He wore it backwards? Had the mask on backwards, inside out. Come on. And I said to him, hey, your mask is on. Like, I didn't know. I figured he didn't recognize it just by accident. Yeah. But he tried to justify it. I said, oh, your mask is on inside out. You right. Know? No, it's not. I said, no, the blue is supposed to be on the outside. So instead of being like, oh, he's trying to justify where the strings are on the thing there. And I said, let me ask you a question. Have you seen other people in the building with that mask on? Has anybody had the white side out? And he's like, oh, I didn't know. I don't you notice that? Like, isn't that something you pick up on right away? Yes. All right. So I said, have you ever seen that mask? Anybody else have the white one? The doctor? I said, no. The doctor's got a white mask on because the whole mask is white. Wow. Mm, tough moment for Josh, huh? Now, I will be honest with you. I've never Well, you done just that. look at that thing and no. you can tell the way that it's rippled. Right, right. I'm with you. Now, you see where, like, the wire is? Yeah. There's been times where the wire was down, like I put it on up, That's okay, upside, upside down. down. Yeah, and it's like, oh, I fix it and I'll do the but wire. But you can feel the wire in there. Yeah, it's like more like if I, a quick wah-wah run. It's like, I gotta I'm not tell you though, he had that around. mask inside out for a couple of days, I think. Oh, it, it was days, weeks. 
I don't know. I just noticed it yesterday, though. But I'm thinking, like, he had to be wearing it like that because he tried justifying because of where the ropes were. I'm just looking here. I'm dissecting the mask to see. I, I get where he's coming from, but that would make more sense if it was flipped around the normal way. Yeah, so there was a the girl, Christina, who does, like, the... Uh, the, the like the finance manager here or whatever. I don't know what her title is, but she had a mask on. I said, hey, can you come back here real fast? What's hers inside out? She stepped into the door. She had mask on, blue front. I said, that's all I needed. Thank you. <laughs> that's great. Meanwhile, the, the engineer, Roy, was in here, and he had the mask on. He's talking to us. I said, the first thing I noticed, he has a mask on, and, and the blue side is face of us. Yeah, and there's a lot of masks around here. Like in the building, there's certain spots where there's a bunch of masks. And they're all displayed to you with the blue exactly what I facing said. up. They're all the masks are all displayed with the blue up. That's so funny. It's alright. We've all had those moments though, right? We've all done some silly things. Okay. Not me though, of course. I, I want to get back to the Xavier Woods thing though. Because it is pretty interesting. He, he pretty, You know how we always have that conversation about in baseball? Like there's those angry Phillies fans where you need to run out every single play at first base. And if you don't, I don't want this guy on my team kind of concept. When you realize you don't need to make those, you know, it, it is what it is, right? Well, with the way the defense is playing, it's hard to justify the statement. He said, I mean, on certain plays, some guys, me included, there may be a lack. Yeah, there may be a lack of effort, but overall the effort is there. I mean, you don't expect we're in the. He's, yeah, I mean, you don't expect we're in the NFL. You don't expect guys full speed for seventy plays. That's not possible. But you're gonna push all you can. So he's pretty much saying, look, we're in the NFL. We're not gonna give you our effort every single play. Yeah, that's not possible. Similar to the running out to first base, but the difference is when your defense is getting abused the way that it's getting abused, how can you justify saying something like that to the media? Right. What is he doing? You've given up 49 points almost every single week, but you're going to basically say that we're only playing 70% of the time. What a joke. Could you imagine if that happens here? Well, that guy wouldn't make it here. Well, you're right. He wouldn't. Imagine like Jalen Mills saying to the media after getting destroyed for that many points. Yeah, you know, you just can't give it all you got every. Play. Well, there's a reason I got destroyed. I only gave it. I only gave about seventy uh, percent of effort. Unbelievable! I couldn't believe it. Now Mike McCarthy's getting asked questions about it. He's saying he never had a conversation with him after those comments. I'm not believing that. Like if someone on Mike your McCarthy team, on the hot seat, you think already? Should he be? No. Because I always mention this. You mentioned this, too, when we were talking to Ike Taylor earlier today. There's something to be said about having a head coach and, and people. You don't want to be flipping around, firing this guy, hiring this guy. Like That's a recipe for success. You don't have success that way. I get it. But, you know, there's a lot of times when, when you... Um, okay. There's a lot of times where... You hire somebody, and that person doesn't do a good job. How many chances do you get to hire that guy? He hired Mike Nolan, and Mike Nolan's terrible. He's going to have to fire him, unless this thing historically turns back around. The person who hires these people who are not good at their job, they're more at fault. So when you have people that you say are incompetent, don't do a good job, that's on you. You evaluated them and decided... This person is good enough. I'm going to hire them. But how can you 
justify getting rid of Mike McCarthy after one year. Well, I'm just saying, if you can't trust him to hire coaches, right. that's well, my point. Well, right. You, I'd give him more opportunity than one, though, to do that. So I would say, hey, look, you got to make this change, and then. But he missed right out the right off the bat, is what I'm he saying. Did. It's but, not like he missed like in year three, like, hey, this guy is starting to not get it. He was good for a year and a half, and you kept him maybe a year too. He's awful right out of Jump Street. I still think you got to give him another chance at it. How much say does Jerry Jones have when it comes to the coordinators? Sure, some. Right. So he's probably at fault. Just as much as Mike McCarthy. I don't is. know. I mean, McCarthy and Nolan worked together. I think. Uh, I think Nolan, when he was the 49ers head coach, he had hired McCarthy. Right. So I think it was kind of like a return the favor. Good old boys network. Some guys are good coaches, yet they can't really. You, you can look at this with Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson, when all these new coaches are coming in, that's not Doug Peterson's idea. You know, there's people above Doug Peterson putting all these coaches in play and then saying, hey, Doug, this is what you're working with. Yeah. So, look, it's, it doesn't have to. You could be a good coach and maybe bad at picking help with coaching. I guess that's possible. Mm-hmm. We're kind of seeing it happen now with Dougie P. It just depends on how good you think Doug Peterson look, is. Hiring people and finding good people is a it's, a it's a tough job. Like, one of the things that, you know, all, like, there's a lot of people who have worked here, come through here. Almost 80% of those people have gone on and got jobs nationally, bigger market, whatever it may be. That's something that I am very proud about. It's like, hey, man, look at all these people that we've hired here. And they've very, very few of those people that we've brought in have we missed on him. Like, ah, this guy just didn't work out. Maybe one or two that I can think of off the top of my head. We're like, ah, it just didn't fit in. Wasn't the right. But... Almost every single person, almost every single guy that we have hired here, it's weird to say, are still working in the industry. I mean, that's rare. Like, people, they work a couple years, they can't do it anymore, they can't find a job. I mean, it's pretty unbelievable. So, the person hiring that person, Mike uh, McCarthy in this situation, man, he really struck out. He did. Really struck out. He did. He absolutely did. But I just don't know if I would personally. You know, you asked the question, is he on the hot seat? I don't know if he's on the hot seat, but I think he needs to do a better job at evaluating what he does for next season when it comes to this D coordinator. I mean, they can't just get rid of him now, right? I mean, you can't do it mid-season. They're this bad halfway through, man. You got to think about it. I bet you the Cowboy fans that they're listening are probably saying, no, get rid of this guy. Yeah, but that's how everybody is. I saw Keith Smith of Yahoo Sports tweeting. It was during the Celtics Heat series. Celtics fans wanted to fire Brad Stevens to hire Kendrick Perkins because he said some good things on ESPN. <laughs> That's like the Philly fan who wants, like, Brian Dawkins to be the head coach or, you know. Um, I would think it's worse than that. I would Allen think Iverson to be the head coach. Right, yeah, more like, a, uh, yeah, Allen Iverson. I'm thinking someone who broadcasts. Like, people hear Mark Jackson and Stan Van Gundy, and they hear them speak, like, casual basketball on a broadcast and automatically assume that that means that guy can do a better job than anybody else. You know what I mean? It's like that standard coaching basketball talk that doesn't relate in actually getting it out of players on the court. What about this headline? Hit me. Anthony Lynn has named Justin Herbert his starting quarterback going forward. Justin Herbert has been very, very fun to watch. Exceeded my expectations. How about that story, though? With Tyrod Taylor? I mean, he gets a punctured lung because the doctor, and now he loses his job. After the coach said he would not lose his job. Now the coach is going back and saying, you lost your job. Sorry. Where was Tyrod Taylor was with Buffalo before? Yep. And he lost his job once they drafted Josh Allen, mm-hmm. correct? 
No, no, he went to Cleveland. Oh, Cleveland. That is correct. Yep. That's right. And he lost he his was job with to Buffalo. Baker Mayfield. Yeah, he was in Buffalo. Then he went to Cleveland. Then he went to the Chargers. Yeah. Baker Mayfield. Mm. Yeah, but he started the... Taylor started the first couple games. Yeah, I remember that. Yep, and then they made the switch to Baker. Yeah. I don't know what to think about Baker at this point. Got enough weapons out there. Yeah. Well, speaking of quarterbacks. Well, they scored 49 last week. They scored 30-plus two weeks before that. No, I know. They're, it's crazy because it's like these ups and downs where you see him a lot, and it's like, wow, he's playing well. Then interceptions come into play, and then he has a poor season. But here's the thing. You talk about a franchise that is turning things every single year. How do you work with that? You know, like we talk about franchises sticking with a guy every single year. Here's a new face. Here's a new voice. Here's a new playbook. How do you get adjusted to that? Not easy. Not That's at all. That's what uh, Ike Taylor was telling us about. Why he thinks that uh, Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz. Now, he did say almost identically the same thing that Eric Davis told us last week. He said he's trying too hard. Hopefully he turns the corner. I saw some intriguing things last week. All right, football at four is uh, coming up on the other side. Gentleman texted, my good friend Kevin Collins came from your show, I believe. Kevin Collins was an intern here a uh, while back, man. Kevin Collins. See, I remember my interns. Kevin Collins. I remember Kevin Collins. He's working with the Isotopes uh, in the Rockies organization. I knew that. I, I've kept up with what he's doing. I saw that he's working some minor league stuff. I hope you never forget me. Well, he was an intern, and I didn't forget him. I started out that way. All right, when we come back, it's football at four.